and welcome to your black and sour your black and sour on the net i'm mr brown yo i'm kp <laughs> you hype, yo, i'm excited <laughs> he hype oh he hype so much good in the world <laughs> i know i know yeah so it's always man we we you didn't we, let you let JB introduce us? She said her name. You just ain't wasn't listening. Oh, I was too high. Okay, I'm too high. I'm too high right now. Let me take it down a level. Let's take it down a level for y'all. So we back at it. Uh, we we technical difficulties last week, and we're back together as a team. We're back together on this great FiOS internet this time around. Uh, Trying to make it work, trying to make it do what it do. Hashtag Fio Strong. <laughs> uh, and, and I'm I'm glad to be back on the East Coast because the West Coast is is not the best coast, probably the worst coast. And you feel like nothing you do is in a timely manner <laughs> when you're on the West Coast. Yeah. I right, it's the ultimate it's the ultimate CPT time. <laughs> West That's Coast true. time. Right. Like when you true. get up. Care right, that. they don't. They don't. It's like when you get up, it's already ten o'clock, East Coast time. Yeah. And then when you're trying to work, everybody's shutting it down. So it's like two o'clock, and people emailing me like, like you know it's five. You know <laughs> I'm walking out this, but that's West Coast. That's West Coast crap for you. Yeah. So we'll be back at it. So. Blackest moments, blackest moments. No, no I'm going to talk. I got a pub. Oh, okay. Okay. All right, because I'm going to do this right. We're doing the show right this time. We're doing it right. Okay. Okay. Visit us on the website, yourblackestour.com. True. Find true. us on Facebook, yourblackestour. On Instagram, at yourblackestour. On Twitter, at yourblackesthr, which is uh, uh, an abbreviation for our every Tuesday at 8 Eastern, E-S-T, live feed on Facebook. Okay, what are you drinking on? And then let's go. JB, you want to go first? Since you got the most demure. Uh... Yeah, she's drinking racist. <laughs> racist water. I'm drinking racist get... water right now. I didn't know that that existed, but <laughs> we usually expect so much more from you than racist no. water. I mean, it, they didn't have. I mean, I guess it's all kind of racist when you think about where they're pulling the water from and how they damage communities and deplete their access to water. But the naming of this, I'm sure there's no Native Americans actually involved in Arrowhead water, and I just feel like. That's a little too white people being Sacagawea-ish, if that makes sense. I like Sacagawea, though. is dope. Yeah, but, you know, white people naming camps <laughs> after things that sound Native American is inherently racist, so. Like niggerhead? head. <laughs> 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 like I haven't, I haven't forgot <laughs> my, my memory, my memory long. 
for Mary Long. <laughs> I can't stand these motherfuckers. I swear to God, it'd be like like a full-time job not to kill these motherfuckers for real. Just don't talk to your head. Like, what? Like, what? And then you ran for president and nobody was upset? I digress. I'm sorry. What are you drinking? No, that's, no. that's a good digress. That's a good digress. It was like, yo, I really think you should change the name of this camp. Nah, I think we good. Like, we just... Like, <laughs> we one rule only: Don't invite no black people to make us feel bad about the beloved camp. Well, who works there, though? Break. Like, who works at the camp? Like, are there no black people that work there? None. Like, are there, were there Hispanic people that work there that just was like El Negro head? It's like the worst summer job ever. Uh, <laughs> what you work at, dog? Uh, the camp, man. The camp. You know the camp. <laughs> Camp, dog. Camp. 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 Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm drinking something special. Right. So there, there are a couple things that I can't talk about, but they're worth celebrating. So I'm drinking the good scotch. Yeah. I, I promised some people I wouldn't talk about it. Yeah. Until like a maybe an hour from now or something like that. Yeah, true enough. So I'm drinking the good scotch because we're celebrating um, good times, good times, life, happiness. All that good stuff. So you know, you know, if you know why I'm drinking the good scotch, hey, that glass is for you. Oh, uh, and I'm drinking um something Negro Tastic. Uh, I have Crown Apple. Cause why not? <laughs> you get a. I thought. <laughs> I thought she was gonna say Henny, but that's super Negro Tastic. <laughs> I know, man. Nah, nah, nah. Crown the drink of champions. <laughs> and, and you get a bag to hold your loose change. Can't be that. We, we still doing that? We still doing that. You know they invented banks to hold your loose change. <laughs> like they do that at banks. So you don't need the Crown Royal bag. The Crown Royal bag was invented because it was a lapse in banking opportunities for black people. I'm about to give y'all a great moment <laughs> in black ingenuity and history. So in 19, 19, <laughs> 1953 or something like that. Why yeah. not, why nineteen sounds so long ago now? Right, like so in so in nineteen fourteen, after after they blew up Tulsa, Oklahoma and Black Wall Street or whenever that was, nineteen eighteen or whenever Crown Royal Bags took the Macy. Black people realizing that they weren't gonna get the right kind of banking opportunities. Mm -hmm. And they weren't gonna let you have your own bank. Started taking the crown, crown royal bags, and just putting their own loose change and dollars in crown royal bags. Cause they had the crown, baby. Right. I drink for the crown, kind of so forever. It's, it's a it's a time honored tradition, and I bet if you go to Africa, our ancestors do something similar. Well, they probably got the yeah, best well, coin. What we do? Satchel ever, greatest coin satchel ever. I mean that's that's not the historic. Now when you think about it, Kuta Kente had his had his little uh, he had his little thing that he kept his little little drum kit Stop, stuff stuff to make the no, drum. No, so we just no, took that. Don't do it. No. We just took that. Okay. You, you either carries coins or condoms. That's 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 all I can say about it. But that so if y'all okay, we are gonna get all into Wakanda. <laughs> 
But I saw this interview with Ryan Coogler. And Ryan Coogler was talking about when he went to Africa, that there were just certain traditions that 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 we may have thought that, that we, like we don't have this connection to Africa. And there are these certain traditions that he noticed that Black people in America do that they do in Africa. One being, he was like the cookout. And he was like in Africa, he was like, you got the same placement of people in the house. It's like somebody grilling out back, women in the kitchen doing doing a, doing their thing thing, the young people standing outside, and and their culture like the the more people at your cookout is a sign of strength, like how uh, the strength of your family. And I, and so we look at black people here still do the whole cookout thing. Yeah. He also said that watermelon. It's the most prized fruit in Africa. And he was like, black people in the States be like, oh, we don't fuck with that watermelon, yada, yada, yada. But and what, 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 how did how did it go? I know you saw, I know you saw the video. Yeah, yeah. They, they said that, that they would give the, the shepherds basically the watermelon to kind of take out to the field because it not only provides hydration, it also has so many vitamins uh, allow them to sustain their work throughout the day. And so we take pride in this fruit that's able not only to hydrate, but also gives us the nutrients that we need to do our work. And why should you be ashamed of hiding something so sacred? And while we up there like, man, I can't eat that water. A whole bunch of others so, are around, you know what I'm so saying? Fast, so fast forward, yeah, we can't. I, I hate watermelon. I don't. I don't like watermelon. I don't like the taste of it. Oh, well, that's and, just. Oh, I love watermelon. Oh, watermelon candy, all that. I mean, you can't get mad at me watermelon for not liking the taste of. I'm sorry. I hate. I'm sorry. I hate myself. I hate myself. I don't you. I don't you. I. I let the oppressor. <laughs> I let the oppressor give me the way I hate myself because I don't like the taste of watermelon. You does my mama. So you're talking about my mama too. And I take offense to that. What? You take offense? I must, I'm not going to talk about that, Mama. Mama's off. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. But like, your daddy, though. Like, that. Daddy, your bitch-ass daddy. Like, golly. So, so fast forward to present. Yeah. Day. Yeah. Motherfuckers had a satchel in Africa. We got the Crown Royal bags here. It's connecting, it's connecting us as a people. We need to we need to keep finding more ways that we're connected, and less ways that we're apart. I'm done. I'm done with that. <laughs> I'm done with my. my so, so so blackest moments. <laughs> no, like my, my greatest black history. I'm connecting. I'm giving y'all little known nuggets of black history that y'all would have never got. That's not why. We sold watermelons because it was after. Oh, all right. I'm not about to even correct this myth. Y'all just know he's lying. That's not true. So, no, that the watermelon thing came straight from Ryan Coogler when he was in Africa. Like he was talking about that. That's fine. Uh. Ryan Coogler. Africa one isn't a monolith, and then two black people here were selling it because it was something that we knew how to grow and was easy for us to grow. 
and then easy to transport and then sell. And then why people got mad at the fact that we were selling it three newfound sharecroppers and then, you know, they went ahead and ran a propaganda campaign and stereotyped watermelon. That's what happened. That's why you don't like watermelon. Are you, okay, are you talking, I'm talking about the connection between Blacks in America, African Americans, and Africans yeah. and watermelon. Like the watermelon phenomenon, phenomenon isn't new to African Americans. Like we've been growing watermelon back in Africa. We've been, we've been growing, growing everything. That's why they came with okay. rice, we came Okay. So I'm bridging the, I'm bridging the watermelon gap here. I'm, I'm, bridging, <laughs> the, I'm bridging the watermelon gap. But, <laughs> but, but was that necessarily a gap? <laughs> that know. needed to be bridged. <laughs> That's all, hey, we, all I'm hey, saying. And we, hey, we got a whole hour, man. We're going to take some liberties on the bridges that, that we got here. Because, <laughs> we got out. We just got rid of Dr. Umar. I don't need Dr. Kendrick. <laughs> Let that nigga my brother, my, my brother. <laughs> See, have... See the watermelon represents represents the melanin that comes from the heavens above. Do you understand? Because the sweet succulent of the fruit and notice how the seeds have been reduced. See that is the white man trying to reduce the power, the the potency of the black man in the fruit. Because you know the the man carries the fruit. This is, <laughs> I will say this. Watermelon got black seeds on the inside, and they also have white seeds. Notice how that the black seeds are bigger than the white seeds in the watermelon, and and the rind. The rind is around to protect it. It represented the mother earth. Notice the roundness, and it represents the crust. It's preaching right now. What y'all really missing is is that fruit is really the European's way of feminizing the black male. All right. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 like that watermelon, brother. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's turning. It's turning all. No, it went straight hotel because they always about to talk about the feminization of the black man. That's how they be talking. That's how they talk. You can't. Black women the, the, the black family by being too independent by selling their watermelon. You know, it's just ridiculous. Fuck Umar Johnson. You know, you see, it's cool. <laughs> if your watermelon was a little more taut, then you would have that power that we have. But no, you want that sweet watermelon. I mean, I just don't eat <laughs> watermelon that don't have black seeds in it. So if it don't have black seeds in it, I can't, I can't eat it. Cause you know, my blackness won't allow me to eat watermelon with white seeds. But if you eat it without the black seeds, that's why women keep having periods because they are hungry. Oh, God. Oh, God. You are giving us the, oh, you're giving us the hotel Bible right now. You're quoting scriptures from the hotel Bible right now. Oh God. All right. All right, guys. All right. Blackest moments. <laughs> Who wants to go? Who wants to go first? I'll, I'll go first if nobody wants to go first. Oh. Um, so we have. I was traveling all the last couple weeks, uh, so I found myself in San Francisco, and Oakland, and the Bay Area. Hey. And so, my blackest moment 
is San Francisco, I feel like is exactly what would happen to America if well-meaning white liberals who don't call out Donald Trump got access to power. Like if it's that white neighbor who has like the neighbor that's, that, that voted for Donald Trump, but she'd rather talk to you about black voter turnout then talk to her neighbor about why they voted for that is the city of San Francisco in a nutshell. It was the dirtiest, nastiest city that I'd ever been to. Like walking around, it's like walking on Bourbon Street all the time. It's it's just terrible. The homeless population. So I'm telling myself, I'm I'm walking down these great streets and I'm like, hey, I'm gonna give a dollar. To every black homeless person I see, right. I only gave away two dollars. Damn. So this is like what this is like what white people do today. Do they homeless too? And when a homeless when a white homeless person asks me for money, I I cringe and I always tell them like, you just wasted all your white privilege oh. and you want a dollar from me? Like you want money from me and you threw away all your white privilege? Like you out here living on the street, you have you have all this white privilege. You decide to just say, like, fuck it, I ain't going to utilize it. And now you need a dollar from a person of color. No, sir. No, ma'am. No, sir. You just trying to live, bro. (laughs) You just trying to live. San Francisco is is wild. Because you have all of this stuff going on. But my blackest moment was, you know, here in D.C., when you get off the metro, they had the Jehovah Witness people. And they had a little, you know, their little setup. And it's usually black folks. In San Francisco, they were Asian. <laughs> all, all the Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute. They're Asian Jehovah's Witnesses? I've never met an Asian Jehovah's Witness. Man. I, I'm telling you, they were out there. They all out there, man. Jehovah's Witnesses so, don't, don't, don't know no cream. So my yeah, mind there's is, millions of them. But you know, there's, there's an opportunity for culture shock still to occur. So that's a yeah, little yeah. bit of a culture Everyone I know. Like them black know. Mormons. Oh, the black Mormons are the worst. There's black Mormons. <laughs> I thought we weren't allowed yeah. to be Mormons. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know, no, I know a no. Black Mormons. Yeah, <laughs> they out west. Wait, when did they allow <laughs> black people to be Mormons? Because they weren't we weren't allowed until well into the nineties. Man, man. Yeah, it was hey. like 70s, 80s. Hey, gotta 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 no. break that glass ceiling. Gotta break that glass no, ceiling. Hey, my home my homie was a Mormon. My homie was a Mormon. I got a couple of friends I went to high school with are, are part of the uh, Church of Latter Day Saints. Man, they used to always have like the cool infomercials. Like I'll be homesick, and they'd be like, "Let me talk oh, you about wow. this time when Jesus came to America." I'm like, I don't remember. This isn't no Bible. I read about. <laughs> but that's why you. <coughs> okay, nineteen seventy five. is when black people. Hey. Don't- Hey, hey, I told you your boy knows some stuff. Look, they integrated the Mormon church before they did some high schools. <laughs> Nigga. Like, you got to get a Mormon church somewhere. Can I, and I quote, I believe that in 1978, God changed his mind about black people. <laughs> End quote. Like, God changed his mind. People got to so, chill about being, like, sometimes I think yo. you run so quickly to first black something that it'd be like the first black person to like you know be 
in an oppressive army regime type deal. Like, what the fuck? Why you want to be a black Mormon? They didn't think he was human until until nineteen. Well, well, you got to understand, I also study religion, and they believe that there were some light-skinned Indians and some dark-skinned Indians, and the light-skinned Indians had the triumphants over the dark-skinned Indians who were evil. I'm like, oh, that's y'all, that's y'all gospel? Y'all, y'all got to defeat all the dark-skinned people? Colorism? Word. <laughs> huh? I was like, y'all boy, Adam Smith. Got a light-skinned Indian look like Michael Jackson. Got a dark-skinned Indian look like Michael Jackson. Like, that's where we at, huh? That's where we at, man. I study, man. Study, study, study. So who's next? Who's next? All, All that to say, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to Oakland because the Bay Area is raw. I love Oakland. All right. Yeah. So JBZ, you got you got some some black some blackest moments for the week, or are you once again just chilling out on your blackness? No, we started on time today, so I'll do a real blackest moment. Um, <laughs> okay. That's a prerequisite. But so my birthday was on Sunday, so we went and did we went and saw Black Panther in Chicago. That was hella black. Um. And then we saw Hamilton, which was pseudo-Black, and what it really did was remind me that white people and white adjacent people, I'm talking about Asians now, because I get, like, you know, they make as much as white people, essentially. They, like, two cents off the mark. So white adjacent people as well really enjoy Black culture, but they don't like Black people. So I'm in Black-ass Chicago. Um, at Hamilton, and everyone's really excited about these people of color rapping. But I'm like, y'all want to go five blocks south and like be around any black people for real? But y'all would pay two hundred dollars to watch like black people rap. Like it's just, it was like such an American conundrum that I was like, this some black ass shit I'm observing. I don't nobody else is like kind of fucked up about this, but I'm fucked up about this. So that was literally my moment. Man, I've come to the conclusion that white people love rap music. They just don't want to be listening to rap music around us. Like, I remember going to L.A. with my homie. It's like we had to go with, like, a password. We go in there, and it was playing the greatest hip-hop and R&B. And it was us and some white people. We were the minorities in that joint. Number Asian folk. And they was dancing their asses off. I'm like, yo, this is weird. Yeah, yeah they was hippity hopping. You know, they do they join some precision. That's being racist. Uh, but they they were they was hitting the moves though, <laughs> real tight though. No, they uh, did. No, they got that terrorism. <laughs> I ain't going yeah. you know? Nah, but I had a similar experience. So I went and saw Black Panther in San Francisco. So one, I feel like I didn't get an authentic Black Panther experience. It was. 90% white people in the theater. But this is San Francisco with well-meaning white liberals. So they wearing African garb to the Black Panther <laughs> premiere because they can't let us have they can't let us have nothing. So they're wearing their African garb. Guy screaming, Black Panther, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, can I just watch the movie? Um 
but I couldn't really get in and enjoy it because I felt like somebody was about to come in and shoot this mother up. Like, blackness on the swivel. When you're watching it, like, this would be the theater that they pick. It's 90% white people. So you can get your Second Amendment outrage. They can say it happened during a black movie so they can tie it back to black people. And I'd be the one in there throwing white people in front of me as a body shield <laughs> because I'm like, y'all killed enough of my ancestors. Like, like some of y'all got to, some of y'all gonna have to go to, yo, go today. <laughs> yo, I, I, I ain't gonna lie to you. I went to Black Panther. Uh, hey, Black Panther, how black was your Black Panther weekend? I saw it three times this weekend. So on my third time watching it this weekend, um, I see a, a white man with a bag and oh. and my mom was like, yo, I got back to the seat. It's like, I know I shouldn't say this, but I mapped out the exits for us. If like we need to like hit that the bus bus move real quick, we're gonna slide down this way and then we're gonna hit that back. That's the closest exit to us. And I was like, the funny thing is that was a black person with a bag. Oh, he got in there. He bought the grub, but that wasn't my thought. I was like, yo, how deep is that bag really? But Why see, when you go in a, <laughs> when you go at an all black theater. You feel a responsibility to your community <laughs> to inform others. To like me. to like inform others, map out exits. <laughs> like, I'm in that mug. Like, can I throw this white person in front of me? Like, are they are they ready to take this take this bullet for me? Because I have no like I saw all five black people in the theater. Oh, I'm like we spread out. <laughs> like how deep is your love for me? Right, we gonna get together. <laughs> Outside and hug it out, man. but but hey, hey. So, yeah, no, that we definitely catch it on the swivels, man. So so hey, white people doing white people things. So we 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 plan accordingly. So my blackest moment, uh, it's really, I don't know if you would call this black adjacent, black ish, black whatever, but I've been on a quest to uh, buy a grill. Like, I want to get my bottom. I, I want to get some. some... See, this black is my So wait, <laughs> we're not talking about a barbecue grill? <laughs> well, we're not talking about barbecue grill. I got, I got a splendid amount of time. I'm about to get bottoms too. No, 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 no. Yes. No, see my, yes. no, see my children. See my... My black, my black children. Yeah, yeah. Get your grill. No, no, no. Because y'all just. That's why they can't let y'all see Black Panther. Hey, you know, get Wakanda tattooed on their lip. This is uh, I'm about that action too. I'm about that. Get, uh, so, get. Why do I really think you was talking about a, a barbecue grill? So anyway, let me let me continue about my black adjacency. So. I want to get the, the bottom grilled out. You know, I was gonna get maybe get some white, some white gold, or I'm cheap. I might get the silver on that joint. So, but I'm like, hey, how do I find someone to like to, to get me grilled here in the DC area? So my first thought, you know, going to the internet and I looked up the Yelp reviews for grills. Only like two places pop up. I'm like, yo, that's the first place to look. Next place I start exploring. Apparently, some people are selling grills on Etsy. Like mad grills on Etsy. I didn't know you could buy grills on Etsy. Uh, so I was like, let me go see what they can do. And they was like, yo, you want the colors on there? You want the diamonds? You want 
pink, green, yellow, orange, all that. You can get Roy G. Biv on that bottom joint, be like, ugh, on it. And I was like, it got to be a better way. So I'm like, PG Plaza Mall has to have places that can buy, that sell grill. If you don't know anything about PG, it's the richest black county in America. And this is the mall in the middle of the richest black county in America. So God dang it, you know when them kiosks got to have someone that make some grills on that joint. I walked up in the spot. They closing. And I was like, yo, I'm trying to see how much grills, like how many you want? And I was like, uh, I'm thinking about maybe four or six. Like, oh, oh, we get to six, we get to six. And I'm like, cool, cool. And he was like, like, how much they running for? And he was like, yeah, they're about 400. I gave him that look like Negro, please. Like, I'm not paying no 400 for the grill. He's like, no, 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 if you want to buy it today though, I can make you a deal for like 250, whatever. I'm like, oh, you can haggle. For this grill action, I'm gonna come back and see if I can get you down further. Cause I don't need nothing crazy. I just pop them in, pop them out, nowhere with my 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 shirt and top. But like grill shopping, man. Like get the grill going. Like I'm ready for it. And you got a grill, like you know they send you the mold. I got to mold it myself and send it back to them. So, <laughs> hey, so I don't do. Y'all know I don't do respectability <laughs> politics. Nothing it like feels that. like you about to right now, though, huh? You no, I'm, I'm gonna, about I'm to gonna, draw a line. <laughs> no, I'm gonna channel. I'm gonna channel his inner mother. <laughs> I'm gonna tell him exactly what his mother would say. What she saw my top, my top grill. <laughs> She's gonna say, "Son, that's the stupidest <laughs> thing that I've ever heard in my life." That was gonna be her exact words. No, I've had this conversation with my mother, and she said, "Son." <laughs> That is the stupidest thing that you ever said. Please stop saying it to me <laughs> and don't waste your money on it. Hey, if I want to shine and stunt, let oh. me shine and stunt. That's oh. all I want to say. Oh. Like, damn. Hey, like, ancestors that was yeah. <laughs> okay, that big old lip, that lip disc and all, man. Oh, I'm wearing my money, man. Let me wear my money. So we about to bridge it. We about <laughs> to bridge the <laughs> back to Africa. We about yes. to fill in that gap right now. Uh, y'all got, y'all got another great black history moment. It, 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 it's, it's always been about shining and stunning. That's why I was oh, like, God, no. oh God, no, <laughs> you got you got to shine, and that's all I'm saying. God. Like like, it, and, and the thing I say about, it, I told like I told my mother. She said, uh, I saw a picture of somebody, this is before she was on Facebook. It was like somebody at church was on Facebook and they saw you was on there with a grill in your mouth. What's going on, son? I thought I saw you better than that. And da 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 da. I was like, Ma, did they also describe the rest of my outfit that I had on? And she's like, nah, I had on a Louis Vuitton tie with a cashmere sweater <laughs> and a suit on. <laughs> <laughs> like had the grill just to throw it off. I was like, "Yeah, I'm throwing oh, people for loose." So yo, whole outfit was whole outfit was off. Oh, you hate? Like, no. Uh, JB, his whole outfit was off. How, how my whole outfit off? I got my cashmere sweater in my in my Louis Vuitton tie. Nah, it was two thousand in the five. Devin was just more offended that you clowned his outfit. Then when I said he only dates white women, I just want to point that out. <laughs> <laughs> My priorities. <laughs> hey, look. Maybe some, some truth to both statements. I don't know. 
You don't count, you don't count a, a person on his outfit <laughs> when they worked hard for that joint. Like that's why, I like, like I don't say you should, but I understand when people are like, man, you you stepped on my shoe, I might have to shoot you, bro. Like you don't know what that man had to do for them shoes. That's all I'm saying. You don't know what he had to do for them shoes yeah, and yeah. take care of them. That's you know, all I'm saying. Yeah, the other part of it is, JB, a white woman would let him go out dressed in public like that. No, no, one hundred percent. You, you, you so she would let you wear a cashmere sweater with a Louis Vuitton tie and a grill, hey. and be like, "That's my man." Stop paying. Start acting like a hoe. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. All that grill juice going in. Yeah, but you know, like Panther. Because I saw Aaron Killmonger, and I was like, yo, he, he kept the fangs, but that's, you know, that's so Oakland, you know? Like, hey, keep it in. Stun on him. That's all. Oh, For all the good. You have just destroyed no, all the good. No, wait, wait. He just destroyed all the good in that movie by the key takeaway is Eric Killmonger wearing a grill, <laughs> and you can wear a grill now. <laughs> like, everything possible. <laughs> I was gonna get the grill regardless, but you know, yeah. keeping the grill open. Everything positive that happened, he says. Eric Killmonger had a grill. Not, 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 not bury me in the bury me in the ocean with my ancestors. Spoiler alert! Right? We're not gonna do no spoiler alerts. No, alert. it's Tuesday. It, it, oh, 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 the, oh, the, band, the 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 spoiler alert has been lifted. It's been lifted. Like you ain't seen it by now. The spoiler I, alert I, has been lifted. I, like I guess if the movie makes four hundred fifty freaking million dollars worldwide, we just assume like if you ain't seen it by now, <laughs> it's on you. It's your fault. Is that what we saying? Girl, I'm gonna put it out I to mean, the audience. I was gonna say I'm, I'm just trying to log in really quickly <laughs> to see if people are like ah don't say that. No, it, they they had they had their moments. They had their moment. Hold on, I'm gonna type out. I'm typing out a comment. If you don't know, we live stream on Facebook every Tuesday night, eight to nine EST. Join the conversation in the comment in the comments. I'm about to add to that conversation. Yeah, and if you're watching right now, share. No, y'all gotta keep talking. Oh no, okay. So we gonna move this on because this we gonna talk about what what been, everyone's been talking about on all of our timelines, every black person in America, uh, about this this phenomenon known as Black Panther. We've seen it collectively amongst each other uh, at least five times <laughs> amongst each other. With you being three, <laughs> yeah, and the rest of us being one. Six sixty percent of this joint and. It's just so many themes, because I know I'm just checking out all the thought pieces. Like, at the beginning, all the white folk was like, oh, my God, it's so black, it's so black, it's so black, it's so black. And now that we've seen the movie, I, I, I want to say there's a faction of people like, man, it ain't black enough. And I'm like, damn, you can't win for losing. With this crowd, like, I made a movie with a bunch of black people in a superhero context that touched upon themes a superhero movie would never talk talk about ever again. You can't bring this up in Spider Man, huh? You gonna bring up identity politics in Spider Man? How that gonna work out, Chief? Huh? That's all I'm saying. So 
Right. So, go ahead. So, go ahead, JB. I guess before, before we get into it, into it, because I do have some think piece-ish thoughts to, to share. Um, did you take, I know KP did, but did, Devin, did you take the which character are you quiz? Yeah, yeah, I took it. We all going to say it on three? <laughs> no, nah, I forgot. No, I know who you are. I remember what you told me. <laughs> I already know who you are. I don't even only got bad with names. Like, like even movie character names. I'm just bad. <laughs> like who is what was your name again? <laughs> yes. You we already know who you and I'm Nakia. I, you're Nakia? You both y'all was Nakia? <laughs> we come yep. from the same family. Yeah. At our core. I we come from so. the same family. Yeah, yeah. We want to subvert the system quietly. <laughs> no, that's not well. I'm not a quiet subverter <laughs> the system. But I look at Wakanda like Baton Rouge. Like I had to leave Baton Rouge, <laughs> but I still want to contribute to a, to the success of Baton Rouge. But I don't want to live in Baton Rouge while contributing to the success of Baton Rouge. Like that's the that's what that's what that's what that's what I got out of the out of the me taking that quiz, like where I can relate. Oh, of I course. I know you did. Yeah. yeah, we already knew that. We already knew that. You didn't have to take the quiz. You didn't have to take the quiz. Like, you got a Killmonger tattoo. Like, Killmonger. 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 I ain't got to think about this too much. I, I, I liked a lot of the themes that that made me think. Like, one, I didn't know, I didn't know Sterling K. Brown was in the movie. So shout out to Sterling K. Brown. I like, uh, took the movie to a whole another level, in my opinion, too. Great um, actor. I yeah. told you I met him. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. <laughs> There's another moment <laughs> where you claim where you claim friends. I said I was friends with the man. I said I met him. Are you claiming to be? So yeah, y'all want to, I, I know the story. They told me the story last night. <laughs> so if y'all if y'all don't, and I tried to find, I spent two hours today looking for this video. So if y'all don't know, uh, Mr. Brown had a, a, a fledgling acting career <laughs> where he was actually cast as a coma victim. <laughs> no line. And I'm not shitting you. I'm not shitting the audience. I'm not shitting anybody here. He was cast as a coma, a coma victim. Uh, uh, Army, 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 Army wives, yeah. Army wives. Sterling K. Brown's like first big break. Was was Sterling? So he's in the scene <laughs> with Clifton Powell and Sterling K. Brown, and he can't say a damn word. <laughs> like he is a coma. He don't come out the coma. He don't try to improvise and be like, "Damn, this scene, this scene is so great." If I get in this scene. It's black excellence. Black excellence personified. This, this, this is black excellence. Nope. He laid there. Like Mr. Brown, lay your behind, back down like on that bed. Victim. Like a real coma victim. You don't got that kind of budget. This is lifetime money. So I asked him afterwards when you was on set, did you try to get any point on this one? You know, it's Sterling K. Brown. It's Clifton Powell. Like, did you try to get any pointers or anything like that? Like, nah, man. I just was there to eat the free food. 
say that. I like, the, I like this check. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is not true. <laughs> no, it is. first of all, I didn't realize Sterling K. Brown was going to blow up. So, <laughs> wait a minute. Time out. So, you dismissed him? Like, oh, you old regular ass. So, you thought you was better than Sterling K. No, Brown? No, I did not. You like, look at this nigga with speaking lines. <laughs> this nigga got lines. I'm hating. Dang, I had dang. a I had a name on the show though. I had a name. Hey, look, look, my I'm a victim one. No, Army coma bitch. My name was Rashad. That was the name of my character. It was Rashad. I was a soldier suffering from PTSD and the hospital that Sterling K. Brown was working at recommended one kind of services. And my mama thought the hospital was acting racist. And so she got Clifton Powell to represent me to have a better prognosis. That was, oh yeah, they argued over me while I'm like. JB, doesn't this sound like the the greatest scene for him to just, voila, I'm out of coma. I'm out of coma. You racist motherfucker. Like, this just sounds like the greatest scene for that. But you didn't do it. Oh, man. Once again, when, when we all blow up, this could be a fun trivia fact <laughs> that I'm not only in the movie, in, in the scene with Kate Brown, I'm also in the movie with Channing Tatum and how and we, Amanda Siegfried. How so, are we, how are we promoting Channing Tatum? Yeah, yeah. Where, how, wait, how long are you in? I'm in Dear John. I don't know what yeah, it's a it's a it's a Nicholas Sparks novel, you know, like the Notebook. Oh, his race and all that kind of. Nicholas Sparks. Yeah, oh. I got to speak in that movie though. Hey, get your line. Get your oh, line. Oh, oh, right oh, now. Okay, you want my line? You want my line? You want my line? Wait, 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 wait. Let me. Excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> That's my line. Hey, hey. Wait, that was. <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying excuse me because you wanted us to be quiet. <laughs> that, that was the line. That was the line. <laughs> I'm cursing. Ah. No, 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 I'm like, I'm dead ass. I'm dead ass. Get, get the movie. Get the movie. You're going to notice me. You're going to notice me. It's a, it's a skinnier version of me. It's a skinnier version. The hat on backwards. And, and I'm bumping Amanda Siegfried. And I'm like, excuse me. Excuse me. I thought I'm saying. Amanda Siegfried is a white woman, huh? Yeah. Look, so they had you They had you moving to the other side of the sidewalk. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Excuse me. Excuse me, white woman. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to bump into you. Don't get the lynch mob on me. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, we, uh, oh, they roasted me on, on the thing. Tell me where the rest of the line. <laughs> That's so true, though. Hey, yo, yo, no, but I'm gonna tell you how they bullshitted me, though. On real talk, they didn't pay you. So if you speak in the movie, right, you one supposed to get a sad card, and two they bump your pay up, and they was like, "Hey, don't worry about it. We're not gonna record the sound. Just do what you normally would do." So, so a random that stairs first time. Like, like I'm bigger than this white woman, and she's makes getting paid a lot of money. So I gave her a little tap with the shoulder, and I was like, "Excuse me, excuse me." And then she said, "Hey, I'm not as small as I look. Really hit me, give me, give me that shit." Boom. I'm like, I don't know what. Nah. <laughs> First of all, I'm not hitting no white woman in front of all these 
other people and had me looking bad. Like you, you got the sidecar and all that. But like, bet we did that scene. Like they did about five different takes of that. And when I go to actually watch the movie, I was like, I don't know how much you're gonna see. And then I see me hit her, and I'm like, Nah, that's my voice. Oh, they dirty for that. Oh, they dirty. They ain't give me the money or the credit. <laughs> they ain't give me the money or the credit, bro. Like, like you can't look my name up and be like, da 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 da. But I got the DVD. I know my voice. I know what I look like. And I'm like, that is me. That's my voice. I'm in several other scenes in that movie, and they ain't give me credit. I was a stand-in in that movie. I was a stand-in in that movie. For, for Chan uh, and Tatum. Not for Chan and Tatum. For Chan and Tatum. I was standing for Chan like, and Tatum. Like, here's the thing. You learn, have you learned nothing from our uh, hundreds of years of dealing with white people? They ain't gonna give you just They ain't gonna give you, no. you shit. <laughs> like, how did you... JB, I'm trying to figure out how he decided to trust white people in that moment. Like, what's the checklist Morehouse that you go through? More is what happened. More house is First of all, I ain't auditioned for the shit. They said, hey, Mr. Black man, <laughs> you look good. For some hey. strange reason, I'm non-threatening to white folk. If I'm in the hood, white people will stop and ask me for directions. I don't know. And they saw my face and was like, hey, we want to put you in this, this role. They said, hey, Mr. Black man. <laughs> Nice they, looking black man. Hey, nigga over there. Only hey, white women. Like, <laughs> right. Man, yo, they had me at the beach party. I was the only lonely Negro. And they shot the shit in October. And they was like, hey, I had a pink polo on. I know Kanye and all that. And they was like, oh, the main star is wearing like a pink polo too. You got to take that off. And I'm like, it is October, sir. And it was like, yeah, take it off. I'm like, so I have no shirt. On the beach in October, the breeze is blowing off the ocean, and all I had was a goddamn towel. And I was like, this is some hey, bullshit. And I was hey. a lonely-ass Negro on that whole set. Hey. So that's how you can find me in that movie throughout. Look for the one lonely Negro. I'm the token black guy in all them scenes in Dear John. Because he kept bringing me back. After midnight, <laughs> if you go to yourblackasshour.com, I'm finding all of these cuts of all of these videos. They will be on yourblackasshour.com. <laughs> We will have shirtless Mr. Brown on the beach in October, and we will have the we will have the clip of him bumping into a white woman saying, "Excuse me, excuse me." His whole acting career will be on. Uh, don't forget my coma. Don't forget my coma scenes, bro. Don't forget my coma scenes. We gonna start. I'm in this joint. Man, a sad car. Right. Yeah. Right. We're gonna go fund me. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah. I, I, I got go go. Yeah, I got some back, some more background scenes in, in Army Wives too. So you know, man, I was around. We need an I did a little bit of work for a little bit. <laughs> okay. So much, so much black stuff going on in those. Black Panther, man. <laughs> I should have been in that movie. <laughs> There's no white people to bump into in the movie. There's no white people to bump into, and there was no black people in coma. So what were you gonna do? So what were you I was gonna say do? Michael B. Jordan, the only black person in there that only dates white women. So yeah. No, wait, Michael B. Jordan didn't say that. Don't say that. Don't do... I know he did. Okay. So let's Don't just worry. really clearly discuss this before we get in there. Before we talk about the movie. We're gonna go over, I can feel it. But look, Michael B. Jordan never said only dates white women, but then he only dates white women. So you know that. Like you can't, 
He's never been linked to anybody that is not. But there's a lot of black people that aren't linked to different folks that are dating black women that just choose not to be linked. Like, we didn't know Oprah was dating Stedman for years. Stedman was just well, we didn't think that We didn't think she was only dating white men. No, but but you can't just. But that's just. Uh, are, are, are they that's trying to soul. ship Lapita and Michael together? Like like they've been trying to do that well, hard I lately, huh? That. I ship nah, that. it's it's Chadwick and, and Lapita. Chadwick is married. Chadwick, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's like engaged or some shit. I don't know the way he be looking at Lapita though. He acting, bro. That's not on that red carpet. They showed that scene in on that red carpet. He even looked at that. He even looked at that ass. <laughs> he gave her that hug and he was like, uh, so I ain't, niggas ain't, I ain't shit, no matter, no matter if you, you know, know what kind of Hey, 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 need love too. Oh man. And you can't be on that set of a movie so powerful and all the emotions that come on there. Man, I'm. It was. It had to have been crazy. Man, you can't bring your white girlfriend on set. Like, nah, baby. Nah, you got to stay away. That's not the movie for you. That's not the movie for you. <laughs> next premiere. Next no, premiere. Yeah. Creed 2. You can be there, baby. Yeah, you can yeah. be there. Man, they were talking about the little shoulder. The little shoulder dance that they were doing. That they were doing. They was like, they were like all the black people. Knew exactly what was going on on that opening scene, and uh, you know we challenging up that that that, that 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 power, you know what I'm saying? But you're right, definitely not the movie to bring your white girlfriend <laughs> to, like to the set. You know, party and baby. Man, this, this weekend they're gonna be doing some real black stuff, and I'm and you're not gonna get it. And, and if you say all lives matter. They gonna kick me off this film. So, <laughs> like that's like you out. Like Chadwick, you out. Like what do you mean? Your girl said all lives matter. You don't get what we trying to do here. Like, and we would have thought after playing Thurgood, uh, Jackie Brown. Robinson, James, James Brown. Brown. Well, no, well, James Brown ain't really wasn't really on that. I only. Man. Well, James Brown did a lot for the black community, like on the real talk. Like, like, you I know, mean, he, but then he, so but then he ta- asked him, right, but then he asked him all to vote for Nixon. <laughs> like, he endorsed Richard Nixon. That's what James Brown did. Okay, he that's an automatic. Almost, uh, you know, we won't oh, thank you. Uh, no, you're right. Sorry, James, I tried for you, bro. Right, he came, like, James Brown. Okay. James, James Brown, Jim Brown, fuck with them niggas. Oh, anybody man. with the last name Brown. Word. De- Devin Brown, yeah. James Brown, Jim Brown, they all look, look. Me and Sterling cool though. Oh wait. <laughs> me, oh, shit. me and Sterling I cool, baby. Sterling Brown. I I, I, everybody <laughs> fuck with Sterling alone. Like, so long get stuff All right. So talk about different themes and different themes in Black Panther. If you hadn't seen the movie. Shame on you. This is not a spoiler alert. I don't feel like you had that way. You hadn't done your black people due diligence. Yeah, yeah, man. No, shame on you. So that's like when Roots came out. You talking about you recorded it. 
on TV and you're going to wait to go That's see it. And it's the same. Roots and Black Panther are going to have the same cultural iconic status but from now on. That's fine. Spoiler alert, y'all. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen it, get off. No, oh. no, no. We want the viewers. We want the viewers. Why are you? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? No, because it's. What are you doing? Because the new cultural things we about to do of the Black Panther. Now we all want to be Wakandian, Wakandans. Uh, we got new ways to give dap, and and we have a new way to to deal when when white people speak out of line. Yeah, right. right. Like we bark at them now. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get me some black people together to do this? I want to. I don't know if I feel comfortable doing it by myself right now, but I may try because I'm I'm an asshole. <laughs> like you can't. Like and if you and if you're fifty percent white, I just do it like softly. <laughs> like you just kind of you semi growl because you're like, oh, you're fifty percent white, so the dog give me like it's like. <laughs> But but you're only 50%. Oh, man. Man. Can we do that? Yeah, I think we could do that, man. All right. Can we end our conversations with white people and just say, like when they say something crazy, just be like, you go off on them and then you say <laughs> Wakanda forever. And then you just walk off. Can that be like the, the end all, be all? Or is that reserved for black people only? I, I, don't, I don't know so much. Like, Feed them to your I, kids and just be like, ah, my kids are making kids. I mean, I had the situation on this plane, right? So lo and behold, I'm on a, I'm on a red eye from San Francisco back to and this white woman is assigned to the seat next to me. And so she gets in. I'm sitting on the aisle. She gets in. She's sitting on the window. She gets like sat, situated and everything, and then says, "Instead, of, well, instead of saying, she touches me and says, hey, I'm going to need to go to the restroom a whole bunch of times on this flight. So are you planning on sleeping through this flight? So one, I'm feeling kind of awkward. Cause she touched me instead of just saying like she, she pregnant, just like hey, get get my attention. No, she just just a white woman. So she touches me, and I, and I and I just hate like to get in your space like that for no reason. I'm like, who told you it was okay to touch me? If I touched you, you'd be screaming Emmett Till, and I'd be around here dead. So I don't. I get you know flashback triggered. So I'm playing it. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm like. Now nah, I'm gonna watch this movie, so I, I probably won't go to sleep. And then she asked me like if I wanted to like trade seats with her, and I was like, no, 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 <laughs> no, I, no not at all. I'm good I, on that. <laughs> I want this aisle seat so I can stretch my leg out, legs out <laughs> into these, this aisle. These one of these legs gonna yeah. be comfortable. <laughs> like you know, like you gotta hit that, you gotta hit that half turn <laughs> when you're on Delta. You hit that half turn and you stretch out into the aisle into the into the the, the beverage car come by. And then you can, you gotta pull back in. I know what I'm doing. So I'm like, yo, you're just gonna have to wake me up or whatever and just do your thing. So she goes to use the restroom. Then she comes back. And so then she's trying to have a conversation with me. 
and I like, like, you know how you emphatically put in your earphones, you're like, I'm watching this movie, bro. Cut the volume, hit the volume. So I'm like, I'm gonna watch something so black, so she'll leave me alone. So Thurgood is on there. Thurgood Marshall movie. Yeah. So I put on Thurgood Marshall movie. And so I'm watching Thurgood Marshall. And and that blackness, like surrounding myself with the Thurgood Marshall blackness and all of that kept her from talking to me. <laughs> I feel like kept her from talking to me on the over the course of the flight. So then I started watching this Vietnam War documentary. Wrong. Oh, she Wrong. felt she felt all kind of comfortable there. Wrong. She yep. from San Francisco you know, with you too. Man, you know, you know, well, you know white liberals in the Vietnam War. So she starts telling me about her father fought in Vietnam. And when she came back, she protested the war. I'm like, I don't really care. And this is not like what I'm trying to do. All that to say, I, I forgot my point. Oh, Lord. You're an old man. You gave me an old man story. Oh, man. Turn 35. <laughs> There's something about, oh, like, end of the conversation. Nigga, <laughs> shut up. I'm sorry. You gave me an old man ass story. You gave me an old man story. Hey, I gave you the oldest. You gave me an old the man. Oldest. You didn't give me no plot. You didn't give me no punchline. You didn't give me this. Gave me all this, the, all this setup, this white woman. setup and exposition. All you gave wrong. me nothing. It's all wrong. You're right. I was all wrong. Man, so I'm gonna change the subject. JB, you watch Black Panther, and uh, apparently on the internet, they got a new uh, a bay on there, and that is the the young brother. Ooh, this is great movie, Mr. Winston Duke, Mbaku. Are you on the Mbaku train? Of a uh, 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 is he the new bae? Because I done had about seven female friends. Like, no, yeah, Mama, oh sure. man. You know why I'm here. You know Michael why B. I'm here. You know, you know Michael B. And only this role, he, in which he likes to know. wear dress slugs, talk about tearing down <laughs> white power structures, and doesn't wear drawers <laughs> under his cargo pants. That's the only character that I'm. I'm oh yeah. I, I, I I glad I didn't know every, that every, part of part every woman part go back. Who Wait, has who, ever who, been to who, the talking about him? We're talking about kill fucking monger. That's bad. Yo, yo, so you're able to separate <laughs> art from reality. <laughs> In this one particular stand, okay, so will be no other time. Like it's literally got so, Now so, you like, yeah. can allow him to the cookout as Eric Killmonger. So so no Mbaku. We got about three friends friends on there who was about the Mbaku life and all that. But you you ain't one of them. Wait wait no. is, is 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 Donna your weather's Bailey? Uh, Whitney Donna and Whitney. Is that your mother? That is my mama. She out of line. Okay, we're not gonna talk about you. Okay, we're not gonna talk. But she right. thinks yes. think Mbaku fire. <laughs> Hey, mom. Hey, mom. Get out. You, like, you're not big enough. <laughs> That's not big and black. Right. You're right. Right. You're right. I was, 
Like, oh, I was just curious. Like, I was like, word. I was like, I was like, big up, get get money, man. Hopefully, you get more roles I mean, since that's your first so, movie ever. So like, here's what I will say: there wasn't an unattractive black woman in that entire movie. Like, how do you have a hundred percent attractive black woman? Like, yeah, I, I hope I hope Michonne gets more work, man. I know Denai that is a real name, but she was oh, she came introduced me as Michonne from The Walking Dead, but like I hope that she got to see more visibility and more people recognize like, yo, she said so much with her eyes in a way like not too many people can communicate that much with her eyes. Like she was my favorite character by far in that movie. Like Okoye, like that you were, were, were my favorite followed up by uh, Shuri. That was my second favorite. Then Eric Killmonger he is third. Um, we know the bottom is <laughs> Ross. <laughs> Ross. Who? Ross, CIA agent. Oh, you yeah. actually you, you actually naming them? Yeah, yeah. yeah. you got someone got to be at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Remember, he been he been in two movies now. I got to. <laughs> I mean, I just don't trust. I don't trust CIA agent. And I'm waiting for him to fuck over Wakanda because he's a CIA agent. Uh, T'Challa like, sure the fuck did. T'Challa was like, coin intel pro what? This is great. Right, exactly. I'm thinking to myself, like, a CIA agent? Nah, you swinging for the fences right here. Like, like you so, invited a so CIA agent. I bet $100 that that's why Ava DuVernay walked away from the initial script, right? Because she was like, and I was wondering what made her walk away. And then I saw the end and how it was good black versus bad black, how it was, or acceptable black versus radical black and how they literally had to kill that out of the storyline. And then how they buddied up to white uh, fucking government factions that have historically torn apart black systemically and purposefully torn apart black neighborhoods. I feel like that's why she walked I, I, away. I, I, I don't know that's the, the reason walked away. It, it's just from, uh, I'm going to my creative hat that Ryan Coogler and and I forget the name of the, and Cole, I can't remember the rest of his name. Like they wrote that script from like scratch. Like they didn't have any script before they hired a director. They was like, they wanted the director to have complete control. And I think she just didn't do it because she was like, I don't know comic books like that. I think that's the real reason okay. why she ain't really do. You're it. looking at it from the creative. Yeah, standpoint. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay, how, so, that's how so I'm saying. talking about some of the themes that that that, that she hit on. So I I agree. I I agree with the white CIA that they they should have found a better way to represent white people because that that gave me pause because I was just waiting on him to go back to the U.S. government and say these black people got weapons. Even these well-to-do black people, smart black people, got weapons and shit, and and they're gonna, they they will weaponize blackness and and create a threat out of blackness. CIA is always about creating threats out of blackness, and not and not uh, acknowledging black genius. So, but the but the idea of of good black versus revolutionary black, I think that line gets a little muddled and I think it's intellectually easy to try to make that argument but if you look at a revolutionary like so if you look at, at Killmonger's character 
it wasn't about just liberating black folks around the the, the country. It was about him being the dictator of black people for the for this nation of black people. Like he wanted to be the supreme, un, unadulterated, unchallenged leader of this black nation to the point where he destroyed all the all the spoiler alert, all the all the purple herbs in the Black Panther in the garden thing. And he took no consult from elders and and he just did it that way. So I think that while his while the revolutionary um kind of uh, spirit was 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 present i think the 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 good black versus bad black was not the like a revolutionary versus non-revolutionary i think that that theme is just intellectually easy for black people to like jump on to and make that point and not see the bigger the picture that that his revolution wasn't about freeing black people it was about so to quickly interject, right? It is probably not going to be a quick interjection, but to interject that, I think that that was a part of the, they, they used that point, right? To make, they had to be extreme in the dichotomy. So they had to say that this, he obviously, you like you, they soiled it and they soiled what Killmonger could have been, right? And Ava, to quote her, I'm not signing on to direct Black Panther. I think I'll just say we had different ideas about what the story would be. Marvel has a certain way of doing things, and I think they're fantastic, and a lot of people love what they do. I love that they reached out to me. I mean, she had met with Chad Bozeman. Um, they had talked about character development, but they she cited creative differences time and time again, and I'm pretty... I'm pretty positive that my feeling at least, which was my initial instinct when I read that, I was like, oh, they're going to, they're going to fuck this up, right? In some way, faction or another. And I mean, even if you follow Killmonger in the comics, he was, he was like a longstanding villain. You know what I mean? Like he didn't just, he didn't just come in one comic and then disappear. He was, he was like, he was T'Challa's villain. So like Klaus was more of a secondary villain. So that's true, it was. They had like a five, six um, series long fight. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. He eventually no, I'm not died. Say, I'm not saying that that he didn't. I'm just saying Klaus was his, always his primary villain and Killmonger was a secondary villain. And, and Killmonger died in that first fight but they brought him back because that's what comic books do. No one ever really they, dies. They they brought him back, but he died like they fought for multiple. He kept coming back, right? But I think to just outline it really quickly, he died. It was like they introduced him. They gave him a backstory. They they clearly invested yeah. time into the character. He fought T'Challa like in five of these comic books, and then like in the sixth, the culmination of or like one of the last last ones that they ran then he died yeah and like i think that we have this these like you think you think of the joker you think of loki you think of riddler you think of all these fucking characters that live within the comic book now some of those were dc characters those are all dc characters but but yeah. there are <laughs> magneto magneto who is marvel oh. uh gets to 
Yeah, he don't die, right? So, like, I feel like they have the opportunity to make and to give us more human, like the same way they humanized uh, what's what's his name from Breaking Bad, whatever. They they managed to humanize all these white villains, and I don't think they took the time to humanize Killmonger. Like black people, I think could make that logical leap of yeah, he had this inner city angst. He knew that he was from royalty and that this royalty had the ability to save Black people and that just propelled his anger. But I don't think it translated as neatly as it could have to the broader audience. Not that I'm a, you know, fuck the broader audience, but still nonetheless, I think they, they cheated and assured him. I'm going to be right back. So I, I think they did a, a, a great job what happened? Um, developing this credit his character yeah yeah um i think it was deep i think he was layered and i think um, like i think it's easy for us to try to um like put it in this box of like like it wasn't like his character wasn't all that or 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 his character they made his character evil i believe that that he made like that the revolutionary character of Erica Eric Killmonger lives on. And that was a part, that's a part of like everybody's black experience, right? Yeah. So like that was a part of his character. So we're trying to find this way to his character as a villain because he talked about a revolution that most black people would like to actually see. Like I think that that's the I think that that's a a, a a point that I wanted to like bring in because it because it's really intellectually easy to dismiss it and say, well, they killed this revolutionary character and he represented everything that was was like a revolutionary black or inner city black and all the stereotypes and the tropes. This is what Killmonger represented, but he did. He was an educated black man who served in even according to the comic view uh, comic books and i don't read the comic books i don't yeah. read the comic books, but he served in the army so you have this black man who checks all the boxes for respectability wants a revolution wants to lead the revolution but then has no way of leading after a revolution yeah i i i and, and, and so wait and so so chadwick boseman's the the, the alternate character who has a plan of how to lead the revolution. And I totally feel like if, if Chadwick thought it had to get a little violent, he'd take it there. But he was trying to lead from a place of, well, he was leading from a place of not sharing his technology with white people. He was going to Oakland. Like he's opening up Wakanda centers in the inner city. He not going to LA. He not going to San Francisco. He didn't Black open up no Wakanda Center. Black people don't need charity. But Black people need opportunities. And, I, and specifically, I, I, and specifically, Black people in Oakland could use more opportunities. And if someone opened up, if you opened up a Wakanda Center in Oakland, I'm not gonna say shit like you. Why are you giving them STEM knowledge? You could have been giving them weapons 
and just let them go ahead and get their revolution. Like that, that's. But I, don't think, I don't think that's to say that. I don't know. I just feel like what they did to Killmonger was what they do to what they did to you, what they did to Malcolm, what they did to, you know what I mean? Like just people who they consider to be extreme. They paint, painted them to be violent and then took the legs out from underneath them. Now, mind you, Killmonger was fucking violent. I mean, he hemmed up some old lady because she questioned him. But I also think yeah. that was an oversimplification and not necessarily within his, like his character within the comic books, correct me if I'm wrong, Devin, but he wasn't like out here, like just killing people because it felt good. Like he had like a cause and he like night, night, what's his girlfriend's name? Night. Nightshade. Nightshade. Like, yeah, he wouldn't have just popped her for fucking fun. Like he wouldn't have think- just shot her to kill Klaus. But if you, all right, so if we look at movie Killmonger, the, the knowing, growing up knowing who killed your father and who is like the, the I guess the um, cause of a lot of the angst and pain in your life. Like being someone who's had someone close to them, like a like having my brother murdered, like you go through this anger phase where you want to kill him. Who killed your who killed your brother? Like whether it's or or who killed your father? Or you know, like whether it's a black person or a white person, like there's a there's a hurt and there's a pain behind it. And I think they did a great job of exploring that pain. They did a great job of 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 reintroducing Sterling K when he went to the small alert, when he went to the plane of the ancestors and saw Sterling K, like that was a that was a watershed moment. Because I say moment. That every black person who's lost someone like that has that moment, and so from then, you know, he knew what he he knew what he wanted to do. Like it's too, it's two paths you can take. And I say even on on this more philosophical debate, that particular character, and I, I know the writer had a lot of control. And I always say with comic books, I always say the caveat: you could always bring a character back. Always, because we didn't necessarily see his body get buried, and they in Wakanda where they can make magic happen, so it's not completely out of the ordinary where they can magically, medically bring him back. But his character was so far gone that even when they tried to save him, he didn't want to be saved. So, uh, correct me if you will, and, and like like T'Challa was willing to to work with him. Like, I understand what you're saying because his whole mindset has shifted towards the end of the movie. Now right. I have my cousin back and I, I'm opening my eyes to a world that I actually know nothing about. Because my whole mission in life was to protect Wakanda from the outside world. That's all I knew. That's my main mission in life was to protect Wakanda. Like, I was, I was raised on it. I was bred on it. That's all. And now I have a cousin and I found that my father betrayed him. Like, it's like the reverse Lion King going on in this thing, (laughs) you know? And so, like, it's a lot, the the, the process. And I believe T'Challa tried to save his cousin as best he could, but his cousin ain't want to be saved. But but, but to your point... His cousin knew what was up. His cousin knew what was up. He was going to go to jail for the rest of his fucking life. No, but then that's the thing. 
Killmonger the villain has made them embrace revolutionary concepts that they wouldn't have embraced at all had it not been for Killmonger. Like that's the that's the silver lining. Like at the end of the day, Wakanda can blow some shit up if they wanted to, or they can educate some folks, and they're choosing to educate black folks. They're choosing to do in our in their own community or their extended uh, community. Can, can we do real talk real quick? He had a sure. bullshit ass plan. That plan wasn't gonna fucking work. It wasn't gonna work. I'm just gonna bring it on the, the high. You think Captain America, Incredible Hulk, and all the rest of them damn officials is gonna let a bunch of people get these weapons? A bunch of darkies? <laughs> take over the world? God, Hydra but, but, came out like, hell, Hydra. They would have formed the biggest white coalition. They would have formed the biggest white coalition. And what we saw Killmonger do. And what we know that he was trained to do and what he had the skill set for was fucking disrupting and and Tony Stark would have came out with all of them. (laughs) They would have built the biggest white people coalition. (laughs) Tony Stark, Dr. Strange. The coalition of the willing the coalition of the few. This is not what we about to do. It's not. I'm going to get stuck down into. No. You know. You know white they, people they would have called all them boys. The biggest coalition <laughs> of white people. Yeah. White people would have banded together. Tony, you Peter, uh, Doctor Strange. They would have had all yeah. them jokers like Quicksilver. They would, Man, they would have worked with Thanos. <laughs> they would have done everything. Y'all, y'all know white people gonna protect whiteness and white supremacy. They would have brought everybody. Yeah. And then they would look, look, look. Tony would took War Machine. Stuff back, <laughs> like nah, yeah, like, you can't Bucky, wear that. We got, we already got the white wolf Bucky implanted inside Wakanda to disrupt, and a CIA agent, and so you can't even downplay the CIA agent. Like Nick Fury, got to go back and hide it. American government, just like he destabilized Wakanda. Uh, but, but I say that to say they, they kind of did us a disservice by killing him the way that they like. They we know there's going to be a sequel. They set it up to be a sequel before they. There's going to be three of them. All of them yeah, have three. But, but they could have. Killmonger could have been an epic proportion villain who, like, he can like, still nothing. come back. He still was an epic proportion. Look, look, the Dark Knight. No, he was, the, he was, Joker, he was Heath Ledger in the Dark Knight got like, one movie. But that's because. Yeah, but that's that. But <laughs> that's different. Yeah, but well, let's be, let's take it even more real. The very first Batman, Michael Keaton, they killed the Joker. In Batman Returns, they killed the Penguin. So it's not like it's the unprecedented of them killing big name uh, uh, stars like going there. But, but he had to die. Well, we're not, he he didn't have to fucking die. He had to die to give us this line. Storytelling. No. Bury me in that. Bury me in that water with my ancestors, because they knew. It was better to die than live in bondage. Like that, he gave us that. He gave. He said they they would have let him live. You don't think his cousin would have tried to rehabilitate him? He got all that Martin love and hope yes. and dreams. He is they Obama sure personified. Spending all that, they spent all that. Bucky should be under the fucking jail too, and they saved his ass and didn't even think about putting his ass. Yeah, they wandering around fucking black children. 
Who got around the kids? Get away from them children. Yeah, you like that. Leave your kids around. No, that's what I said. He could have been he could have been rehabilitated. He chose not to be rehabilitated. I don't think they would have put that man in prison like that. But they gonna put him in the in the damn data zone with Lex Luthor and them and General Zod. Your father, man. No, <laughs> Hold up, no, man. your father. Like you missing all these ethical parts. You ain't gonna talk about my so, daddy hold up. like that. Hold on, you missing <laughs> these ethical parts, though. Kilmar came in and asked for the throne. <laughs> you can't do that, you just bro. Can't do that. Just come <laughs> in and you, no, he you had, can't he walk had into had nobody else. Right. As a black person, you can't walk in no other black person's hey, house hey, and hey, say, "This is my house now." He had blood. Line rights, nigga. Right until wait, 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 say anything about his blood when he first walked in. He just came in, he like came I want in. you to But but T'Challa knew. T'Challa knew. T'Challa knew when old boy like had the ring when he was like, I'm about to fuck up y'all playing. When he's like when he busts claws out, he's like, there's another Wakandan walking around with my granddaddy ring. Well, I also heard T'Challa saying the same damn scene to Shuri. Oh, Zuri, that he was like, I am your king now. He was like, he bought stuff like, this is my throne. He ain't giving that joint up, especially for no dude he, he just has, met he a few hours ago. Look, man. But that's not even, come on now. There's like ways to, you can, everybody know, everybody got that one difficult friend. I'm that difficult friend. You can ask me to do something. We can have a conversation, but if you ask me the wrong way, if you're disrespectful, we're not having no conversation. So you knew who I was when I hit the fucking door, my nigga. And your response is like, nah, your daddy killed my daddy and y'all left me to be an orphan, y'all rich motherfuckers. And your response to me is nah, uh, I'm fucking shut up. You lucky I didn't kill you in the midst of every, like I should have snapped your neck right then and there. Hold up. <laughs> Hold up. Cause, cause the, here's the thing. And and this is on 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 the strength of all blackness, right? Ain't no black person gonna walk into no another black person house, no matter what the circumstances are, and tell me what I'm gonna do. And <laughs> in, in my, my house, in my house. When I'm your difficult friend, your difficult cousin, you can leave. If, if your daddy killed my daddy, if your daddy killed my daddy, you look. I ain't I ain't killing your daddy. I ain't killing your daddy. And you I ain't kill your daddy. I ain't kill your daddy. Talk to me like I'm crazy, nigga. I ain't kill your daddy. Chill, 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 chill out. I ain't kill your daddy. 
Yeah. Nah. I, I'm about to say like right this though. Yeah, yeah, y'all y'all messing out on a bigger discussion or a side of discussion. It ain't a bigger discussion. How your homie such a buster though? Like, like, damn, we supposed to be boys and you flip sides so quick. Like, nah, we like we we completely negated how unloyal this dude was. Like, like, like you still in your sunken place, huh, bro? You still in your sunken place. He has not made it out to get out. Like you like even if you felt some type of way about Killmonger, you'd be like, yo, I'm with my mans. Let me run into my mans first. <laughs> nah, you just brought him to the you just brought him to the palace. And he was like, I'm so, with so, him. <laughs> so to fuck shit up. Like, bruh. So he hasn't been on the heightened level of so if I'm T'Challa, I'm on a heightened level of what that, the fuck that, is going that on. That was his Zimmy. That was his shit. And like, I just took you to Queens with me. We didn't, we didn't work that McDowell's together. And this is the nerve. This, this is the shit. This is the shit. You <laughs> walked this dude in. The, you walked this dude into my house. And like, yo. And, and didn't even mediate. Was like, yo. He, 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 got, he got something he to say. He got something right to be there. No, he nah, has the bro. right to be there. You can't. This man is a he's a prince. He's also a prince of Wakanda. He has to y'all nah, know how no. that's not man, how that go. No, baby. see that's not how that a, another baby. thing y'all no, miss. Baby. If I was T'Challa, I was T'Challa. I would look at a Koye. I was like, get your man, get your man right now. <laughs> he is messing up. Get your man right now. But wasn't that one <laughs> of the greatest moments though? When when that, that just signifies the the awesomeness of black women. <laughs> And then in the movie when when he was like you you kill me and she was like for this community baby for this Wakanda baby like I gotta protect the, the whole community it ain't about you stinky ass right now but 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 you could tell she loved him so she could tell she loved him some help it's like my, he, he was sweet with it too my love right oh but I do want to say I went with kids. And spoiler alert, I'm going to say this shit. You know, we've been talking about it long enough, so if you know by now that we're spoiling things. Uh, there was children behind me. When he blew that damn horn and them damn rhinos came out, I was like, what the fuck? They got attack rhinos? Holy shit. <laughs> this is the most gangster scary thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, this shit is gangster. These got goddamn rhinos. I did it. I, I was so surprised by that. I was like, I did not think that's where we was going to head with that goddamn horn. He was like, no, no. Like, with, the, with <laughs> how they weaved in the technology with regular African shit? Yeah. Oh, this close <laughs> real shit. Like, these, like these, these African scarves, like, really have power. Like, I'm going to go get me an African scarf and just be like, be like, you can't see me. Like, boom, boom, I'm shielded. Like, that's what it does. Like, you tell me these beads on my hand is right. a goddamn telephone that can also stop bullets. It can also reach the internet two years late. They do old ass memes. We can do all that shit. So <laughs> we gotta leave Wakanda. Oh Wakanda forever. We gotta go to the real world where Trump fucking got, shit up. Because he because he's not a wise man. He's building walls instead of building bridges. Hey, like I said, bury me in that ocean. Like, I'm literally not going to have a funeral. Like, I'm literally going to be buried in the ocean with my ancestors. <laughs> like, I'm going to have y'all. I think that's illegal. You can't do that. 
No, I'm gonna have y'all get on a boat. <laughs> you I'm in Atlanta. He's gonna be ashes. Y'all ain't gotta take me that far. Y'all gotta take me that far. Just go dump my or throw my body. <laughs> Put my body in the trash bag. Cause I don't want to spend a lot of money on the funeral anyway. <laughs> it's like you want some Dexter. So. Right. Just throw me, just throw me over. But anyway, things that things that I'm I'm happy about, but are still making me sad. Um, when we first started doing this show, Corn Gaines had just got murdered by the by the police, and that was really sad for me because it was on video, and she got murdered in front of her child, and I they shot like I. Yeah, I always pray for that child. Like if I if if like if I'm in a praying mode, which is hardly ever, but but I still think and and care about that child's well being because of the trauma that that child experienced. Uh, but she got a excuse me, she got a settlement from the Baltimore police, uh, thirty six million, not enough. Yeah, um, never yeah. enough. There's no dollar amount that brings back uh, a life. Uh, a mother to a son, a sister, a, a, a daughter, uh, a friend, an associate, a colleague. Like that's that's crazy to me. But but I'm glad that her family will get some semblance of a financial compensation, but not justice, because the uh, because the terms of the settlement they don't they don't say that you you don't you don't say you did anything wrong. Y'all can shush me really really quick, but since we've been talking all this extra shit. Uh, with the movies and whatnot, and my 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 brain had a very messed up idea. I was like, "What if that child becomes like a real life vigilante using that money as like the avenge and bring justice to the hood on some like some Batman type shit? Like you killed my mama and you gave me this money and I used all that money just to train my brain and my body <laughs> to take over the hood. And I just watched Black and I just watched Black Panther and I'm I'm jazzed I up. One, I, get to... I got this one, Jamie. And this is why you don't like. Like what's that movie? Rated R? Was, was Black Panther PG thirteen? No, PG thirteen. Okay, we can't let kids. We can't let kids his age go see PG thirteen movies. Like, I got thirty six million to avenge my mama's death. So <laughs> You'll never see this coming. I'm going to MIT. And all that so, all the things I yeah. want to jump on. If no one had anything else to say about 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 corn games, um, tell them we well, are rising. Wait, quick. Go. Quick question, quick not um not quick question, but just to kind of touch on the current games thing. So I think so I have a life insurance policy, and you're allowed to addend those, right? And mm-hmm. they can decide to accept that addendum or not. My and I addended mine to include I want to pay out. My family deserves a payout even if I'm killed by the police, right? So. I think that Black people should, one, one get fucking life insurance anyway. It's a good way to build wealth within our community. But two, I think that if we start holding financial institutions accountable instead of just taxpayers accountable for, for paying this shit out, like, watch fucking insurance companies start lobbying for stricter fucking <laughs> recourse because they got to pay. So I just think that there's multiple ways to use the system that was built to fuck over us, to fight for us. And I think that's just one cheeky little way to do it, right? Like, not that I think I'm going to get mowed down by the police, but I'm not sure there's many 
black people that, you know, it's a coin flip. Yeah. It is. It's a coin flip with every interaction with the police. But I think that's a great thought. That's a great idea. Um, if you're listening, we'll put I'll I'll dig I'll do dig and do a little research too. And I'll try to put whatever I find on the your blackest hour page, JV, whatever you find, uh, or whatever you know. Uh, you could, if you could share that information with the community, that would be great. Um, so yeah, that, 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 that's actually a really good, that's actually a really good idea. I didn't know, but I didn't know if I get, if I get killed by the police, does that void my life insurance policy? Cause I didn't read the page. No, by page. To, yeah. You, so you have to, like, they might consider it, consider it risky behavior, like depending on, oh, I mean, hell you know, no. yeah. So that's like, I was like, I want to make sure that's included. I want that oh. to be covered. Like I interact with these regularly, you know, I mean, living in New Orleans, you you definitely interacted with police like every Mardi Gras season, every, like shit, walk down the street, fucking police everywhere. But, yeah. you know, you can ask them, some policies might not cover it, some will just find the ones that will, because it's worth doing, I think. Wow. Yeah, that's real. Yeah, so um, kind of switching, changing the, changing the, uh, the the mood a little bit or the subject. But tell them we are rising. It's a documentary about HBCUs. It premiered last night. I've seen a couple people with links to the to the full video. I highly recommend it. I caught the last couple minutes of it last night, but I'm gonna watch the whole thing as soon as we get off the show here. Uh, I'm gonna, as I've gotten older. I've become the biggest fan of HBCUs and like the biggest critic of PWIs. And I think when I was younger, I was like a big critic of HBCUs and like a huge waving the white people banner for predominantly white institutions um, under the banner in the guise of, of integration. And I feel like that's the stupidest thing that I ever did was go to a PWI because they just make it unnecessarily hard. Yeah, you just make it unnecessarily uh, hard for people uh, of color. I thought you went there because of money, because like I have money to go. I have money to go anywhere I wanted to go. Oh, I I know, cause a lot of times, like since a lot of them are private schools, um, they're expensive. Well, I mean, I got accepted. You name the you name the gambit, I got accepted into, like you know the HBCU I wanted to go to was Howard, but obviously I could have you know I got accepted in the Southern, um. You know, but I got accepted into a couple of Ivy League schools too, and I didn't go there either. Yeah, true. You no, know, I'm just I was just going where my friends went. Nah. And that was like the dumbest. Yeah. That was the dumbest decision I ever made. Hey, I love my friends though. <laughs> that was the dumbest decision ever. <laughs> you know, I, I just I look at HBCU grads and the community. I've never been to a homecoming at UNO that was worth uh you know, a trip to New Orleans. <laughs> Uh, even when I lived there, and 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 so this documentary, the parts that I saw, was just like super awesome, and really uh, giving outsiders more about the culture, the experience, and the community, and the family that's built by being at, at HBCU, and you you being the only one on the show right now that's that's HBCU, HBCU grad, graduate, yeah. you know I think you know I commend. I, I give you a lot of hell about Morehouse, but I see the type of relationships that you have 
and I see the, the type of community uh, that Morehouse builds. And, you know, besides the fact that y'all all whack. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I was like, <laughs> yeah, it's too much <laughs> pleasantries <laughs> going on out of your mouth right now. All, all lame. <laughs> And I'm oh, prone to date white women. You know, hey, Morehouse is a great institution. So HBCUs, tell them, tell them we are rising. Documentary on HBCUs. Anybody else got anything else that they want to chime in on? We got to get out of here in a second. Uh, oh, I'm just been thinking a lot. Um, just reflecting on blackness and the potential of our blackness. Um, I went from watching Black Panther to watching the documentaries on the Black Panthers, uh, who ironically were both founded in the same year. Like, I don't know if you could pin something like that um, three months apart. And just thinking how the Black Panthers used the laws of America to subvert the system um, and just using some of their policies will but some of the things we know now of how can we use capitalism and the rules that they put in place to kind of flip that on its head? How can we use the new rules of social media, the new rules of who governs knowledge and information and flip that on its head for the gain of our people to build a Wakanda? And how do we completely remove the yoke? Cause like, you never really get to see a utopia. That's what essentially Wakanda is, a, uh, a black utopia, uh, a place that was never infected by colonization or, or um, racial superior, uh, white superiority and all that, it, which is like mind boggling. Like what would that look like if slavery no didn't occur, no transatlantic slave trade, trade, no, no colonization, colonization, none of these things of us just being on our continent with our resources and, and building from that. Y'all want to blow your mind real quick? No word nigger. It would have it never existed. It would have never existed. Somebody on Twitter hit me to that. They was like, do you know if, if, if black folks was left alone, like there would be, like nigger wouldn't be a word. No translated slave trade, there's no nigger. And I'm dang. It, and you got you got to think about it. Like that, my mom was like rapping. Of think about the the two ancient uh, centers of knowledge. You have the library at Timbuktu, and then you had the library of Alexandria. What happened to those two places of African knowledge? They both were destroyed. Burned it down. Burned it down. And, <laughs> and I was like, I'm thinking, I'm like, yo. One, why white people so upset with black people joy? <laughs> Let it be. Like, we chilling. Oh, you need some gold? Trade with us. We cool. Like, nah, I need all the gold. Bro, why? Like, we good right now. Like, I'm willing to trade with you and share with you. You have goods and services. I have some gold. Let's make this work. Like, nah, I want to plunder and rape you of your, your resources. Why, dog? That's not what we doing here. Like, we... We building up like, nah, I want to colonize you and take what you have. And now I'm thinking, how do we build that and take off that mantle of oppression that's been here for centuries, centuries that damn near is reflected in our DNA 
now with the damn trauma going over generations. But now that you've seen a vision of it, which on a wide scale, because I'm pretty sure people have written about it over and over again, how can we bring Wakanda to life and all of us as not just a concept, but a place that we could truly uh, live and hopefully white people don't get happy at our joy and destroy it like they've been doing throughout history. Tulsa. JB, final thoughts? Um, I think y'all have um, made some valid points about Killmonger, but I do think that they allowed what could have been a great story arc die for this ad appeasing what they're hoping to be an international audience instead of I think black people would have appreciated Killmonger being in more than one movie and being just as radical as he I mean shit we get Loki all damn time I wish Loki would die shit you know he's a and god you can't kill a god <laughs> This man that's is a, a whole nother, That's a whole nother conversation. That's a whole nother conversation. You done opened up a bag. We trying to wrap the show up. <laughs> and she about to give you the... Uh, I, I acknowledge no God. Especially if they're a white man. <laughs> they're a white man. But I, yeah. I think... I think what's what's what I will give you, <laughs> right. What I will give you props for and, and say that you are absolutely right is the opportunity to not not necessarily rehabilitate Killmonger, but always have that pressure. Because I find people always revolutionary pressure to push the black agenda forward. We have that revolutionary um, pressure coming from within your own community. You get you get quasi integration, and that's what we're dealing with now, where where we don't have access to. We really don't have access to anything, but, but we can say we have access to things. Yeah. I mean, Killmonger was like, we don't want to integrate into a burning house. T'Challa was like, no, let's do exactly that. So, what's that? No, he said, we got the tools to stop the house from burning. Can we stop the house from burning That's and then not rebuild how you it? Stop the house from burning. You put out the you put out the people who start the fires to stop a house from burning. Now, it, now, or you just let them stay in it while it burns long enough. No, I mean I'm just saying, if you if you live like a pyromaniac, they're going to keep setting shit on fire, right? And that might sound a little radical, but if if hundreds and hundreds of years have proved that's right on thing. It's been that mass shooters. Of this this isn't some new shit of just of of world violence, right? Like getting on a boat, traveling somewhere to impose violence. So Killmonger would have had a straight, to be honest. T'Challa's like, you know, we'll figure it all out together, but we know how it looks when they figure it all out together. We end up fucked over. He's going to have no vibranium. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and, and on that note, 
This has been your blackest hour. Your blackest hour on the net. I'm Mr. Brown. Yes, sir. KP. And I'm JB. And we will see you next week. <laughs>